Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am a Sunny Brogan, owner of a Sunny Coaching Services, and I am here to discuss experiencing loneliness in your spiritual journey. Of course, I am a spiritual coach and I encounter this particular issue quite often in my practice because I deal with individuals who encounter loneliness as they journey into various aspects of spirituality, especially indigenous and traditional practices, because that is pretty much the scope of my spiritual counseling services or my spiritual coaching services rather. So I really want to kind of dig into this issue in this topic because many people kind of consider this something to be low. They really don't enjoy being lonely or experiencing loneliness in their spiritual walk as they traverse the different pathways that they have to go through in order to get to the end game or result, which is ultimately self-improvement. So first I want to kind of dig into what do I mean by loneliness? I'm not necessarily talking about being alone, though that can be part of the dynamic of being lonely, but they're not the exact same thing. You may have plenty of people in your social circle to talk to and deal with in regards to other matters that are not specific to your spiritual journey. This is very, very common. Likewise, that we still have our family and our friends if they don't kind of ostracize us or disown us when we choose a divergent spiritual path, if you will. However, they may still not really understand our journey in which case it's easy for us to experience that phenomenon of being lonely right i talked about this in a previous episode when i shared you know my some of my experiences of dealing with my family and friends as i transitioned into dealing with african spirituality well my family and friends accepted me. I was not ostracized. I didn't lose anyone, though some people do. So I was very blessed and I treasure that blessing quite a bit because I could have lost some significant people in my life had they not embraced what I do. That being said, I was very lonely in the beginning parts of my spiritual journey because I did not have anyone else to really share what I was going through because most of the people in my social circle were Christians at that particular time. If they weren't Christian, they definitely were dealing with a very religious background that is accepted, at least in certain parts of society. So even if what they were practicing may not have been full on accepted in the U.S. where I'm from, they still could practice their religion within a certain scope or context that wasn't the same as what I was going through or what I was going into when I journeyed into the Ifa system, the Haitian voodoo system, etc. That being said, I did experience so much loneliness because I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody to um, share my experiences with in a way that they would understand because most of my family didn't really want to discuss my spiritual dream. You know, they were okay with what I did, but it wasn't like they just wholeheartedly invited me to have these types of conversations. And even if they did, they still wouldn't really get it in the same way because they weren't going through 
some of the challenges that I was experiencing at that particular time. So this is one of the reasons why many people may feel lonely just because they don't have anyone to connect with that shares their thoughts or their beliefs or understands them or even may have compassion for them. You know, spirituality, especially certain forms of spirituality are very taboo in modern day society. Certain things are accepted at a higher degree, such as, you know, like maybe somebody going into Buddhism or practicing certain aspects of Hinduism, like the yoga and the meditation practice, et cetera, et cetera, that are absolutely part of spiritual systems. But Western society has kind of pulled those elements out and you know made them mainstream so it's not really difficult when you have those types of conversations with people that you know you're going to meditate or you're trying to you know access the best meditation methods for you etc etc you can typically find quite a few people discussing those topics on the opposite end of that when you are dealing with something that in and of itself is very niche and can be very particular to a certain culture, it is much more difficult to find that community of like-minded believers or individuals who are searching out and seeking the same things that you are. That being said, I know that there are social media communities of believers who practice ATR. I am a member of some of those groups. However, I oftentimes find that a lot of the people in those groups are not necessarily on the same wavelength as I am with my spiritual practice and what I want to do with it because my spirituality is a way of life for me. It is not about just tapping into something so that I can gain from it. And I find often in the social media spaces that I traverse specifically, so you know, if you have a different experience that's perfectly okay but this has been my experience oftentimes individuals in these particular groups tend to focus more so on just getting spell work done or you know trying to figure out how can i shut this down or how can i acquire this this type of behavior versus people who are discussing the different attributes of spirituality on a deeper level and understanding the meaning behind them and really digging into you know how can i utilize these systems to really improve myself as a person spiritually not necessarily just on a material plane of course they go hand in hand because once you improve your spiritual self the um, material or physical aspects of your life will follow suit However, that has been my goal the whole time, even before I got into African spirituality. I was all about improving me as a person internally. So it is not the easiest thing in the world to do, even at this stage in my journey, to find people who have that particular mindset, who are not just interested in, you know, what can voodoo do for me what kind of spell work can i get done to find you know the love of my life or to get xyz to happen in my life experience that's another reason why you can experience a great deal of loneliness during a spiritual journey or walk when you're trying to embrace something else and again like i said that element is really still present in my own experience to a certain degree in which case 
that loneliness element can apply at times. Though I do have more people now in my inner circle whom I talk to and I can bounce things off of. And they've had those same experiences. When we met, we you know, kind of shared those particular aspects of our journeys because we all had endured that particular space. Okay, so these are some of the things that can and oftentimes do go on when you are traveling down this path. I'm going to take a quick break and when I come back, I am going to discuss, you know, what goes on during this process when you are experiencing loneliness in your spiritual journey. Now, coming back into this topic of discussing the element of loneliness in a spiritual journey, the first thing that I recognize within my own journey and that I also tell my clients when they're going through this particular process is that it is an absolute necessary part of journeying into spiritual practices that are especially not so prevalent in the modern day world. So loneliness can serve many purposes. In a spiritual walk, it is so vital for your own growth and development. And oftentimes people don't realize this. You can't always grow when you're around everyone else. I oftentimes liken these types of experiences to that of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. So when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon, it is there by itself in a space of darkness where it can grow and develop and mature. In which case, that particular animal is transforming, metamorphosizing even. So we're not talking about an animal that goes into a cocoon and comes out and looks very much so similar to what it did beforehand. This animal looks like a completely different creature, unrecognizable even. Likewise, that's what happens to us when we're going through the process of a spiritual journey. And again, when we're truly connected to this experience and it's something that we want to transform us from the inside out. Right. I'm again not talking about one off type of situations where people just kind of want to dig into these systems or tap in briefly to just gather whatever they need and to keep moving and, and live their life as normal. I'm talking about somebody who is on a journey of personal growth and development. So this is absolutely vital in the process. It's also necessary for us to experience the healing, the reconciliation, the restoration that we need through these pathways because that's also what a spiritual journey is about, is for us to heal um, in our present, likewise to heal karmic patterns, ancestral patterns. So we deal with that element quite often in African spirituality when we're talking about our ancestral heritage and lineage. There are things that our people did beforehand that we may need to reconcile in our own journeys in order for us to be healed, healthy, and whole. And likewise, our family lines, the generations of the past and the generations going into the future. In which case, you will need to spend some quality time by yourself to be able to even hear the voice 
of your ancestors and other members of your spiritual team speaking to you and giving you that vital knowledge and information that you need to move forward in your path. You cannot get that always being surrounded by other people and you know always having noise in the backdrop or distraction to keep you from journeying into that pathway. That's one thing that I often talk to people about in terms of ancestral veneration is that you need to spend quality time with your ancestors in a sacred space that you know most often you would create yourself so that you can go in deeply in and connect with your ancestors because these experiences are not always these types of you know ghostly encounters that people expect them to be and i find that oftentimes when people come to me um trying to understand the dynamic of ancestors they are lost because of the way so many people talk about these spirits as though they're having these ghostly encounters on a day-to-day basis and this is something that every single person should expect when they deal with their ancestral lineage and that's just not the case so some people they do have those types of experiences they see apparitions they hear audible voices and they communicate with a a very real physical presence that they maybe can hear and or see there's nothing wrong with that but to be honest that is not going to be the experience for the average person instead of a lot of this communication will come to you intuitively in which case you will just know what to do you will be guided and led or certain things will just transpire in your environment to set you on a different course or lead you down a specific path those types of things happen to me all the time i am not the type of person that is always seeing visions or apparitions or so forth and so on i do hear audible voices sometimes um when it comes to ancestral or even other types of spiritual communication but that being said i had to really dig in deep to tap into this part of myself a lot deeper that being said i have always been intuitive even when i explored other forms of religions you know i wouldn't even necessarily say explored those forms i came into those forms like into christianity or whatnot from a young age i've always had strong intuitive powers i just knew things and at that time i don't even remember if i was necessarily hearing voices or not i just knew stuff i would just talk and say different things and people would confirm that that was true and i wasn't trying to be clairvoyant i wasn't trying to prove anything i was a little child just talking expressing what was innately inside of me and those things were confirmed by the people in my environment. As I started to develop into ATR, I began to truly sit with those gifts to understand what was going on. And during that phase, I learned that it was so vital and necessary for me to carve out time to spend by myself with my spiritual team to grow and to develop this part of myself. And if we don't take that time to do so, we're not going to truly grow spiritually. We're not going to truly heal those ancestral wounds or even some of our own self-inflicted wounds or, you know, karmic wounds that maybe came from, came in from a previous lifetime or something of that nature. 
Um, likewise, this process is so very important for that process of self-discovery, understanding who we are. And I find that most often people don't really go down that path until they until they have spiritual experiences. And this is even if they're practicing within a religion, because you can absolutely have spiritual experiences as a religious person. I know I personally did many times, you know, I denied some of these experiences at first because I was told that they were not right. They were demonic, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, there's only one pathway and you should only be hearing from one source. But as I grew in my spirituality and began to understand that I have my own individual path to take, then I had to tap into these experiences through the process of spending time by myself, communing with nature, in which case I'm not surrounded by media and other distractions or people who can get me off course and you know keep me from thinking about or meditating on the things that i really needed to focus on during those particular times in order for me to understand who i am to get in touch with my gifts as i mentioned before and to really understand my destiny what path was i meant to take what direction was i meant to go in so that was a very vital part of my personal experience likewise many of my clients you know expressed the same thing that's when they really got to the core of crust of who they were because loneliness in the spiritual um journey process comes naturally it's a native part of the process as i mentioned because oftentimes you're separated from people who don't understand what's going on. And to be honest with you, sometimes your spiritual team will deliberately remove people from your path so that you don't have that clutch to keep you distracted and keep you in that previous space. They may come in and say, hey, we're going to snatch this individual out of your path because you're too dependent on them, in which case, you have to rely on spirit. You have to rely on your own resources to keep making it through this phase of your journey. Okay. So I'm going to take another quick break. And when I come back, I am going to talk a little bit about you know, how can we overcome this loneliness process in our spiritual walks. Ancestor veneration is central to many traditional spiritual practices around the world. It's a way to honor and remember those who came before us. It's also a way to connect with our ancestors and learn from them. In my book, I reveal the intricacies of these rituals, as well as their historical context and how you can benefit from them in your daily life. So get your copy of Connecting with Your Ancestors, a practical guide for living a destiny-driven life now at Amazon.com. Now, before the break, I expressed that, you know, loneliness is an absolutely necessary part of the spiritual journey process. So in this section, I want to talk about, you know, ways in which you can overcome loneliness. Now, these tips are not going to be what you would traditionally 
think of when it comes to overcoming loneliness. I'm not going to give you a bunch of tips on how to go out and mesh with people or find different people who are like-minded because I truly don't believe that that is the course of action when you are going through this process. You are experiencing loneliness for a reason. It is a necessary part of this particular process. In which case, the way I advise individuals to overcome loneliness is to embrace the process. Lean in to what's going on in your particular situation. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to conceal it by, you know, patching in things to just keep you distracted because you can easily do that even if you don't have people around you especially in today's world you can go and get on social media um watch television or do other things to consume your time and that is not what is going to benefit you in most instances instead in order to overcome this process is to embrace it and try to figure out what this moment is teaching you what is it all about why are you experiencing this and learn how to navigate your way through it instead of trying to placate it or placate yourself rather by putting things in your way to keep you from dealing with the feelings of loneliness in which case you can go out and purposely spend time alone you should dedicate time to spend alone because now you know hey i have to deal with these feelings of loneliness i have to deal with you know all of these experiences and these thoughts that i am having as i am journeying into a new part of my life that's the perfect time for you to spend in meditation in quiet contemplation and my suggestion is to actually plan it don't just allow it to happen haphazardly because if it does that's when you start to feel the loneliness the most and then you may become you know anxious depressed or just not feeling well in general because you feel like you don't have anyone but instead if you say hey i am going to take time to really deal with this and you set aside 30 minutes an hour or even more than that per day it just depends on what works for you and your schedule and you say i am going to spend time alone not doing anything it, you know not purposely doing anything that's going to distract me that is so it could be that you're going to spend time in meditation or visualization or you could just say i'm just going to sit you know, I'm going to go out in nature today, go for a walk, what have you, and just sit and spend some time in quiet contemplation. But again, make that time purposeful. Don't let it get to the point where you feel down and, you know, you just kind of have no choice and, and then you're just forced to, okay, I'll meditate now because that's not going to feel the best in the world. Instead, if you plan that time, you realize that you are doing something so vitally important for your own growth and development. And then you start to look forward to that time of being alone or being by yourself. That's so very important. During this time alone or otherwise, even if it's not, you know, you're not just planning to be by yourself. I also encourage people to always engage in self-improvement endeavors when you're feeling lonely during this journey. 
So these are the times to start a new meditation practice or a visualization practice. To start doing things like EFT tapping or just so many other ventures that you can utilize. Read books, you know, read books on self-improvement or study about your spiritual practice and what you are endeavoring to embrace. There are a myriad of things that you can encounter during this space of your journey. And again, be purposeful about doing that. Tell yourself that you are going to focus on improving yourself during this space. When you don't have all the distractions, you don't have all the people in your circle pulling you here and there wanting to, you know, spend all of this time with you or what have you. Again, lean into that space and say, I'm going to now use this time to improve myself, to discover myself and embrace who I am. Okay. The last thing that you want to do is to try to force relationships or connections during this phase of your journey. This is what I see people do quite often. They don't want to be alone. They don't like these feelings. So what do they do? They, they go out and connect with people on social media groups and things of that nature or even in real life in person if maybe they can find a community of people you know like i was saying before doing the self-improvement you may go out and find a yoga class or something like that in which case you may try to force yourself to make social connections which is not a good idea again this is part of the process spirit is leading you down this path for a particular reason when it is time for the right people to come into your circle for you to connect with on that level, they will come. Your spiritual team will bring those individuals as you begin to do the work that you need to do to improve yourself. Because what often happens when people do try to force connections during this space, they are usually very transient just because spirit is saying, no, I'm going to pull this thing away from you because you're not ready for it yet. I need you to sit in this space of loneliness so you can grow and develop. So I don't care really what you plan to do. I'm going to remove that from your experience. Even if those things don't happen, you may find yourself even more lonely because you may end up connecting with people who don't truly have the same mindset as you do, even though they may be practicing the same thing as you practice, as I mentioned before in the first segment of this episode. There are people that, you know, commune in different groups that I belong to who are truly not like me in my mindset and they don't truly necessarily want the same things that I want. Yes, there are some people in those groups who do, so I'm not saying it's not anyone, right? But the people that I see with that same mindset are much fewer than the opposite. So I would say maybe about for every 100 people, there may be three people who actually share the same mindset that I share and want to go in the same direction as me. And you will find it because people who are truly on a spiritual walk are very, very rare. This is inclusive of even finding people in a space where they're, you know, doing the yoga and the meditation or, you know, if we're talking about something like ATR, even doing the sacrifices and those types of ritual work, et cetera, et cetera. 
I find often in ATR, because I do work with so many different people journeying into this path, that it is more so just for self-benefit versus self-improvement or you know internal self-edification i say it's usually about the material or physical world which i am not condoning because everybody has their path their journey to take and oftentimes people who do start such a spiritual walk they're just focused on maybe finding a right love interest or getting their finances together and then later on they'll start to find a deeper connection with their spirituality and truly want to practice for what it brings them beyond just those material benefits or blessings so you know get it like you live as the expression goes in that particular case i'm not knocking anybody for where they are in their spiritual walk i'm simply saying that if you jump to try to establish certain connections you can easily get lost in that process with dealing with individuals who are not truly like you or don't truly have the same end goal in mind so again my advice here is not the traditional advice to say go out and find a community of like-minded believers i just don't believe that that's what is going to benefit the average person when they're experiencing loneliness in their spiritual journey instead now is the time to go within now is the time to embrace that experience and get the most out of it with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close here, guys. Ashe, have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.